Is that all right with you? Well, even if it isn't, I've got the microphone, so. <laughs> but um, let's go. Let's do Romans 4. Now, I'm, I'm continuing on. Like I said, we're doing Book of Acts Christianity, but that doesn't mean we're limited to the Book of Acts because the epistles were all written during that same period. So all of the epistles is all part of Book of Acts Christianity. Amen? And we're going to look at some things in the epistles. But we already saw in the previous session that faith, faith was a strong factor in the book of Acts. Yeah. Stephen, full of faith. Mm. Peter, first miracle it's done with that lame man. He said, faith in the name has done this. And he repeated it again about faith. And um, I, I, I believe, I believe that obviously the Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts chapter 2, day of Pentecost. But it wasn't just about the Holy Spirit. It wasn't just because of the Holy Spirit that, that those things happened. Because it's amazing how many people have the Holy Spirit these days. You're not walking in the same kind of things in the book of Acts. What's the difference between the Holy Spirit they had and the Holy Spirit we had? Well, nothing in terms of the Holy Spirit, but possibly some things in terms of us. Jesus spent time training, I was going to say creating, training <laughs> The, 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 the mindset of the apostles before they got to the book of Acts, the environment Jesus created and, and, and trained into people like Peter and James and John and the others was this belief we can do what he did. We can walk in this. He spoke to fig trees. We can move mountains. He built that thinking into them so that by the time Acts 2 came when they got, you could say, almost the final piece of the puzzle. The Holy Spirit came upon them. By the time that happened, they were ready in terms of their faith. This is why so many, so many are just saying, well, all we need is the Holy Spirit. No. This is why, this is why we're not experiencing a lot of the same things. This was an environment of faith charged where Jesus had built into them this mindset. You can do what I've done. You can duplicate what I've done. They got it. Do you see what I'm saying? These factors all came together to create what, to, to, to what happened in the book of Acts. We, we've been a bit tunnel vision where we've only seen one factor. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe I've got courses on the Holy Spirit. I've got teaching on the Holy Spirit. But it's got to be both. Stephen was not just a man full of the Holy Spirit. He was a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. And it says because of that, and it repeats it twice in Acts 6. He was full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, or full of faith, full of power. And then it says, did great signs and wonders. So we need, we need to come up in this area. And the enemy, the enemy wants to keep the faith levels down. He wants a wet blanket of unbelief over everybody. But isn't it time we just reject that? No more wet blankets of unbelief. What do wet blankets do? They put the fires out. <laughs> no more wet blankets of unbelief. But so we, in the last session, I was talking a bit about and looking at the fact that, that, that Peter said, we've got the same quality faith. Was it just limited to the apostles? No. He said, he wrote, everybody he wrote to says, you guys have got the same quality faith. So what quality faith is that? 
Well, I, I finished a bit on that in the end of the last session. We're going to pick up on that. What quality faith is that? Well, where did my faith come from? My faith comes from the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. The Word of God is powerful. When you realize the power of the Word, then you should realize the power of the faith that is produced by the Word. Do you get that? Seeds produce after their own kind. The enemy wants us thinking, my faith's not that great. That's why you've got so many Christians who have no confidence in their prayers getting heard or answered. They can believe how, you know, the pastoral, you know, some great minister's prayers will get answered. I need someone else to pray for me. No, you've got the same quality of faith. You can do it with your faith. We need to realize this once and for all. Someone says, yeah, but I'm struggling to get my faith working. It's all right. Just keep at it. Don't give up. Just, just don't give up with it. <laughs> Amen. But believe my faith can produce that kind of results. You've got you to break that mindset that says my faith's not that, that great. You know, oh, I can't do that. The enemy wants to sit on your shoulder and tell you you can't. My faith came from the seed, the powerful seed of the word. Seeds produced after their own kind. And so when that faith, seed of the word is invested into my heart, what kind of harvest does it produce? Harvest after its own kind. And it's a harvest of faith inside of me. And then I'm supposed to take that faith and start sowing it into situations, expecting that it'll produce. Duplicating, duplicating the power of the word. I've got the same quality of faith. Do you have the same quality of faith? We've got to, we've got to, we've got to begin to believe this. Begin to be, become persuaded about this. This is what Jesus wanted them believing. Jesus wanted them to believe you've got the same kind of faith. You can do the same kind of things. Now, look at, let's, let's look at this. Romans chapter 4. Like I said, some people, if you've, if you've been in some of the other meetings I've done this week, you, you, you would have heard me preach this, but I just felt we needed to just do the same message. Sometimes I preach different messages, but this time I felt I needed to do the same thing because this need, we, we need to grab this. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, it's talking about Abraham. Anyone ever heard anything about Abraham before? Anyone tired of hearing about Abraham? I hope not, because he's the father. He, the Bible points to him as he's the father of our faith. He's, the, he, 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 he's a good example to follow in faith, isn't he? Did, did Abraham's faith achieve anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, it did. You know, the, the, enem, the enemy wants us to believe, you know... There, there, is a, there is a human idea of what faith is, and there is God's idea of what faith is. If you read some theology books and you read after some theologians and things, they want you to believe faith is just some kind of philosophical idea that contains no power. And so when, when you preach about faith can move mountains, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. They, but they're happy to believe in faith as a philosophy. But they don't want to believe there's any power in that belief system to do anything. So there's a human idea of what faith is. And a lot of times the human idea does not line up with the Bible idea. What does God tell us in the Bible about faith? Now, I'm not going to go on, this, on about this. I go on about this a lot, so sometimes maybe I shouldn't. But, but 
you know, human man's idea of faith, like I said, is very different to God's idea. And very often the, the human concept of what faith is, it's just a belief system or whatever. But you see, a lot of times people who view faith man's way, when they look at the Bible, they look for examples in the Bible that suit their kind of idea of faith. This is why they look at people like Job. And they define Job as an example of faith because he fits the human concept of what they view faith as. But nowhere in the Bible does it not in Hebrews 11. He's not mentioned in the New Testament is go look at his faith. I've said that before, but we need to really get this. Now, the, 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 the Bible might point to, does point to Job as an example of patience. Doesn't tell you he's an example of faith. Why is it then that we have people going around talking about the faith of Job, the faith of Job, the faith of Job? Or, like, oh, the faith of Job. I had one guy tell me the faith of Job was the highest kind of faith there is. I'm like, where did you get that from? <laughs> oh, this is the way I see it. You get different levels of faith. Job's was the highest. I'm like, excuse me, Jesus said the centurion had great faith. Don't you think that's the kind of faith you should be going for? Yes, but Job's was the bigger faith. Where do you get the idea that his faith, you've invented him into an example of faith. Because he suits the human idea of what faith is. Yeah. And it justifies them wanting to suffer in their faith. Yeah. But the Bible points to faith that sets you free. God's idea of faith is that it achieves things. It does things. It changes situations. And that kind of faith they want to reject. They push that kind of faith away. What did Jesus, when Jesus highlighted faith, he pointed at people who got results. The woman with the issue of blood, she got her healing. Jesus said faith got that. Centurion. That's great faith. Next thing you know, healed. Yeah? So Jesus, when he defined faith, he, he pointed at things where results happened. Because yeah. that's, in, in, from God's point of view, faith releases power and does things. That's God's view of faith. It's not just a passive belief system or a philosophy. So that's why Jesus connected faith to moving mountains, faith to speaking to a fig tree. <laughs> because in biblical terms, Tony mentioned about, it's not just about hearing, it's about doing. Yeah. Doers. I said that in the previous session as well in different words, where I said God likes people who get on and do something. Jesus didn't criticize Peter for wanting to jump out the boat. So what if he sank? People are afraid of sinking, so they don't want to get out the boat. Jump out the boat and sink a few times. Who cares? <laughs> You've got to break that fear. I want to talk you. Oh you, oh, you don't want to step out on faith. You might fail. Stop talking your doubt and unbelief and talking everybody out of trusting God. Let's have a few people who have the courage to step out. What if you fail? You get back up again. It's learning to ride a bicycle. <laughs> yeah? What if you get it wrong a few times? You just get it wrong a few times. 
Someone says, someone says, what if he steps out and trusts God and he does? Oh, what a way to go. <laughs> Bible says these all died in faith. That's the way you want to go. <laughs> what, if, what, if, what if? What if? What if you step out in faith and the person dies? Oh, praise God, he steps over and Paul said, for me to live as Christ, to die as gain. Don't be afraid of these things. Amen. But we're talking people out of it all the time. But the Bible view of faith is that faith does things. So you've got to make up your mind. I'm going to keep at this until I got the, my, my faith is doing things. Amen. The Bible lifts up and exalts faith that produces. Every time it points at faith. He has one example. In Romans 4, Abraham. Does it just say Abraham passively believed God because he had a philosophical belief system? But nothing ever happened in his life. But look at Abraham's faith because he had this passive philosophy. No, that's not what the Bible says. What does the Bible tell us about Abraham's faith? Romans chapter 4. Credited to him as righteousness. And then we go further down and it talks about from verse 7 to 16. Therefore, it's the promise is of faith. That it might be according to grace. Could talk about grace as well, but we're talking about faith right now. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm going to say this anyway. I'll say something about grace. There are some people that think grace and faith are contradictory truths. Yeah, no way. If you think grace and faith are contradictory truths, you see, you got the, you got the grace preachers, you got the faith preachers. If you think they're contradictory truths, then you don't understand the Bible, and you either don't understand grace, or you don't understand faith, or you don't understand both. They are not contradictory truths in the Bible. They function together. The Bible says we access grace by faith, but grace by, by faith. Are you say by grace are you saved through faith or by faith you saved through grace? One of the, one of the two. <laughs> it's one of them, but they're both in there anyway. And this one, if the promises of faith that it might be according to grace, they function together. They're not contradictory truths. If you're teaching them in a way that they're contradictory, then you, like I said, you either don't understand one or you don't understand both. So that the promise might be sure. Sure. The promise might be what? Sure. That word means certain. Certain. Is the promise certain when you're in faith? Is it assured? Someone says, oh, I'm not sure. Well, there's your problem. Because <laughs> I'm not sure is not faith. <laughs> okay. The promise is sure to all, to all the seed. Who's all the seed? Is the promise sure to me? Yeah. You, could, you, could you say the pro, that the promise might be sure to me? Because I am part of all the seed. That promise is sure, certain to me. Oh, but it might not be. No, there you go. That's not faith. It's not how faith talks. 
That's doubt and unbelief talking again. Okay? Might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law. Now, here's the way we're trying to get. But also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. Now, I'm going to come back to that phrase. But let me finish off the point I was making a moment ago. Um, Continuing to verse 17. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed. Who's this talking about? Abraham, yeah? In hope believed. There's faith. Yeah? So that he became. In my version, that's how it's written. I know you've got different translations. But notice this. He became. What did he become? He was not a father of many nations, and he became a father of many nations. Why? What caused him to go from not being to being? Faith. So is faith just a passive belief system? Or does faith cause something to change. Do you believe in that kind of faith? Or are we just going to tolerate believing in this theological idea that faith is just some kind of passive idea? That's what's getting pushed at us by some theologians. Or, well, you could have faith and not get anything. <laughs> well, that's doubt and unbelief talking in the, in the first place. The, the, the faith the Bible presents to us is the faith that causes things to become, causes things to change. Yeah. This is the kind of faith Jesus, Jesus presented to us. Is it possible to go from not being to being? Can you become what the words, the promise says? God said to Abraham, I've made you a father. There's the promise. Yeah. Abraham was not a father. He became a father. What caused that to happen? Well, one, he had the promise, but but was it just about the promise? The Bible says his faith was involved in this. Someone says, well, I'm not healed. Can you you become? Can you go from not being to becoming? What's going to do it? Same thing that did it for Abraham. Just because it's not so doesn't mean it can't become so. But it's your faith that causes that change. Do you believe this? Can faith cause it to change? Don't look at the fact that it's not so. Believe that my faith can cause it to become. Abraham was not the father of many nations. He became the father of many nations. What he became according to that which was spoken. What was spoken? I have made you a father of many nations. Now, when God said, I have made you, I didn't intend to go into this much about Abraham, but it's okay. When God said, I have made you, what tense is that? That's an accomplished fact. This is how God talks. God talks it as done. But when God said that, was Abraham yet the father of many nations? Not in the natural. So God said, 
This is what calling those things which be not as though they were. God said, I have made you. Abraham took a hold of that promise. And he became what was spoken. He became that. He wasn't that, but he became it. So when God says, by his stripes you were healed, that's talking exactly the same. He's talking in the past tense. And sometimes I'm like, I can't believe that until, it's, until it happens. There's your problem. God says, believe it. And you become it. The change happens. This is what faith is. But this is what people can't get a hold of in their mind. Amen? Now, is Abraham upheld as an example for us? Yes. Someone says, well, well I'm, not, I'm not very strong. Well, the Lord says, you're strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Yes. Take what God says and, and begin, to, begin to believe and agree. And, and you believe that it'll cause you to become that. You become what was spoken. Right. Why? Because there's creative power in God's words. God's words have the power to make it happen. That's why God said, let there be light. When God, when God said, let there be light, was there light? Well, okay. when he actually said it, yes, there was. His word caused it to be. But when he said it, it was not so. Until he said it. But him saying it caused it to become. Because the creative power of what he says. So God, God doesn't say it the way it is. If he did, there'd be no hope. <laughs> if God said, whoa, it's dark out there. <laughs> that would be it. There'd be no light ever. <laughs> Amen? So when God speaks over you, this is faith 101. But you've got to get this again. Amen? Is it all right to get it again? How many, of you, how many of you got a hold of this 20 years ago? You don't need to get it anymore. No, no. I, I, I'm feeding on this too as I'm preaching. This is not what I intended to preach, but it's okay. We'll go through faith 101. <laughs> when, God, when, when the Bible says, thanks be to God who, 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 who always causes us to triumph. Someone says, well, yes, that would be nice. I'd love to triumph. No, 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 you're not getting it. He says it's the He speaks it. What, what does he want you to do? Believe it. And take, grab a hold of it like Abraham did. And then you become what God said. It's your grabbing it and believing it that causes you to become that. God said, Ephesians 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Someone said, oh, I'd love to be blessed like that. I'd love that blessing to show up. No, no, no. Be like Abraham. It's done. I grab it. I believe what God says. And as my faith connects with what God says, it has the power to make me be. I become what God has said. The change happens as I believe it. Is that what happened with Abraham? And someone says, oh, but that was nice that it happened to Abraham. That's a nice Bible story we teach our kids in the Sunday school. Now, let's go back to the phrase I jumped over and I said I'm coming back to. Verse 16. 
Therefore, it, the promise, is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Now, remember, we said, who's all the seed? Me. I'm, I'm part of that. The promise might be sure to me. Personalize it. Don't be afraid to personalize the word. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. What does that tell me? Is that saying, I've got the same quality of faith Abraham had? That's what that's saying, isn't it? To be, oh, no, he's nice. What happened to Abraham? Nice Sunday school teacher. No, he didn't put it in the Bible to give you just a nice Sunday school uh, lesson. That's good. We want to teach it as a Sunday school lesson to the kids. They need to learn how to believe God like this. He put this in there as an example, not just to show you what Abraham did, but to show you what you should be doing. Can you do this? Do you believe you can do this? Is it time we stir this up like we've never stirred this up before? <laughs> and we start believing. This, the, the Bible's been pointing us in this direction. It's about time we as a church stop pushing this away and rejecting this, and we embrace this truth. This is not some modern theology. This is Bible. It's right there. It's right there. What are we supposed to be doing? How are we supposed to respond to the word? But be doers of the word and not hearers only. So when the Bible says, Abraham, he became this. How did he become it? Because he believed and he grabbed a hold of that promise. So what is, how do I become a doer of that? I do exactly the same thing with the promises. <laughs> the promise is sure to me. God said, by stripes you're healed. Stop looking at what you see. Begin to embrace the promise. I am what God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. Believe it. We're not moved by what we see. We're not moved by what we feel. We're moved by what God says. We look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. This is us. We're a people of faith. This is us. We're a people of faith. And we will march across this land as a mighty army and experience the miraculous. And we will, with our faith, we will lay hold of that power and see it manifest. That's what Stephen did. That's what Peter did. An environment of faith. Do you know what? One thing I realized about the book of Acts is they didn't have 2,000 years of theology telling them they can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're a bit different we have the same holy spirit we have a different belief system yes this is what we've got to fix if you want the power of the holy spirit to manifest we've got to adjust the belief system to how they had it like i said what was their belief system they just hung around jesus for three and a half years who kept telling them you can do what i do you can walk, you, you, I spoke to a fig tree, you're going to speak to a mountain. I did works, you do great works. <laughs> Peter, you want to walk out of the boat? Yeah, go for it. Come join me out here on the water. <laughs> so the, they, 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 their whole beliefs that they didn't have 2,000 years of religious ideas saying it doesn't work. 
grabbed it and said, it works. And then the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them. And you know what happened? It worked. <laughs> but, but notice this, what he says, those who are of the faith of Abraham. is What's God telling you? I got the same kind of faith Abraham had. I got the same kind of faith Abraham had. What did I tell you in the last lesson? I got the same kind of faith Peter had. <laughs> he said, you got the same quality of faith I had. So you, now you got two people. I got the same kind of faith Abraham had, and I got the same kind of faith Peter had. Shouldn't we be doing what the same kind of things that they did? Yeah. What did Abraham do? Let's go to Hebrews 11. What did Abraham do with his faith? And we'll include Sarah, Sarah in this, Abraham and Sarah, yeah? You've got quite a few verses in Hebrews 11, which tell you what Abraham and Sarah did with their faith. And I'll tell you what's not in there. It doesn't say by faith Abraham and Sarah sat around in a cave having philosophical discussions about how faith doesn't work. <laughs> not, that's not in Hebrews 11. <laughs> you know what they did? They went out there and did. Yeah. They took that promise. They believed that promise and they became that promise. Can you become the promise? Can you become the healed? So you'll say, well, I'm not healed. But just because you're not doesn't mean you can't become. Grab it, believe it, say it how God says it, and you can become it. Manifest in your life. This is not as difficult as we've made it. You know what's complicated it? Our 2,000 years of, co of complicating all of this. And being told we can't do it, it doesn't work. Throw that off, reject that belief system. Tear that down, like Paul said. Tear down every argument that goes against the knowledge of God. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something about the Apostle Paul. I might have said this here before, but it bears repetition if I have. Like I said, when you travel around, you forget where you said what. But it doesn't matter. That's right. Okay. Paul. Have you ever noticed that? Okay, let's, let's go back a step. Paul was raised a Pharisee. The strictest sect. He was very legalistically minded, was he not? He was, he was totally salvation by works. Legalism to the core, and he was passionate about it. He was, he was as legalistic as you could get. If there was a legalistic Pharisee, Paul did it, well, Saul did it 10 times better, didn't he? He said, he said I, I excelled way beyond my brethren. So his mindset was so legalism orientated. Now he comes, he receives Jesus. And suddenly, you've got Acts 9, he receives Jesus. By Acts 13, when he's released, he has no legalism left in his mind. Yeah. It's gone. Where did it all go? <laughs> He'll say, well, God just poofed it out of him. No, no, you're making things up. God did not just poof it out of him. You know what Paul did? Paul saturated himself in the word. Yeah. I believe he didn't have a New Testament. I believe when he went back to Tarsus, he got in the word. He re-examined his belief system. He aggressively pursued Christianity, Christian truth like he had pursued Jewish truth. He did the same thing with Christianity as he'd done with Judaism. He, he, he pulled aside into Tarsus for, for a number of years. Yeah. Disappeared off the scene. 
But by the time he came out in Acts 13, his belief system was changed in his mind. That tells me this doesn't take 50 years to change your belief system if you're determined. Paul did it in a few years. It's People debate about however many. But who, who wrote Romans 12? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Who wrote that? Paul wrote it. Where do you think he got that idea from? He did it. That's what he did. He transformed his thinking. He ripped. Uh, here's the other one. Who wrote 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 1 Corinthians 10? Casting down imaginations. 2 Corinthians 10. Who wrote that? Tearing down air, cast, taking every thought captive. Casting down every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Who wrote that? Paul. Where did he get that from? He did it. Yes. In, yeah, God revealed this to him, but this is exactly what he did. He went, he aggressively took the word of God and he ripped down every belief system in his thinking that was contrary to the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he was aggressive with it. Who wrote, put on the new man, be renewed in the spirit of your mind? Paul. It's all written by, who taught us how to renew the mind? Paul. Why? Because that's what he did. He disappeared. He got saved in Acts 9. He just for a little did a bit of preaching. Then he pulled away to Tarsus. He re-examined his whole belief system. He changed his entire thinking system. Now God helped him. He got revelation. But he, oh yeah, but he got revelation. You can get it too. God, that's why Paul prayed that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Yeah. So you don't have to spend your whole lifetime with your thinking all wrong. 2,000 years of Christianity telling you, you can't do it, faith doesn't work, it doesn't work for us today. Rip that thinking down. Reject it. No, I'm not accepting that thinking. I'm not, everything contrary to the knowledge of God, reject it, push it out, refuse it. Make a decision. I will only believe it like God said it. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I say this jokingly, but maybe I'm just not as intelligent as most theologians. <laughs> There's just stuff that they figured out that I haven't figured out. I just believe it like it's said. For some reason, they figured out way beyond that. I know it said that, but there's your problem right there. I just say, I know. Simple, simple believing. Faith like a little child. Jesus said you can speak to that mountain, it'll move. So clearly I can. <laughs> oh, but brother. Then stop all your oh, but brother stuff. This is where you're messing it up. I really should have worn a shirt so I could clip it. I know how the ladies are now because the ladies always say, I don't have anywhere to clip the microphone. But us guys, we've always got a button there in the middle. Now I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> anyway, do I have the same kind of faith Abraham have? You've got to believe this. You, 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 all of you, you have got the same kind of faith Abraham had. That means your faith can do what Abraham's faith did. Yes. What did and I've got the same kind of faith Peter had. Yes. That means my faith can do the same kind of things Peter's faith did. I've given you two examples there, Abraham and Peter. 
And both of them, we're told that we've got the same kind of faith. What did Abraham do with his faith? We're in Hebrews 11. Well, we'll read the one about Sarah. because But it's Abraham and Sarah, they both grabbed a hold of faith, yeah? Hebrews 11, verse 11. By faith, Sarah herself. By faith, Sarah herself wrote on Abraham's faith. And let Abraham do all the believing in the household. No, 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 no. She became a woman of faith too. (laughs) That's why she's got her own verse here. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength. That word strength is the word dunamis, dunamis in the original. It's the exact same word which in Acts chapter 1 is translated, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon it's the exact same Greek word. For some reason, the translators translated as strength here, okay, and power in other places. So we, let's, let, let's, you would not be wrong to read that by, by faith, Sarah herself also received power. Because that's how the word is translated in other places. How, how did she receive power? Oh, God just decided one day that it was his will that she have power and no one else. Because it was all up to the will of, will of the Lord. It was divine selection that she got power. Now, is that what it says? No. By faith. By faith. By faith. She received power. Where, where, I wonder where she received that power. That how she judged him faithful, but I wonder where she received that power. By faith, Sarah herself also received dunamis to conceive seed. Well, where was the seed conceived? This is talking about the natural seed, yeah? Well, this is Sarah's talking about where was the seed conceived? In her body. So I wonder where she received dunamis power. (laughs) So her faith received power into her body, and what did it do? Caused her to become, caused a change to take place. Does that tell you faith will cause a change to take place? Faith will release power and cause something to change. And her name, yeah, that's part of it. That's also part of part of how things work, the speaking, which is absolutely true. Yeah. But that's part of faith. Speaking. Okay. But what I what I want you to see here. Is, is, is stir up in you that faith is not just a passive belief system. Faith does things. Yeah. Did, did her faith cause something to happen yeah. in her body? Yeah. Is this the kind of faith we're presented with in Scripture? Faith that causes something to happen. Can I expect my faith, because I have the same quality of faith of Abraham, the same quality of faith of, as, as Peter, can I expect my faith to cause and produce the same kind of results? Yeah. Yes. What time is it? Oh, my word. I'm just getting my introduction done to this session. And it's really 12. No, I understand they've got to go somewhere, but it made me think, what time is it? And I'm like, oh, my word. I'm taking so long in Abraham's faith, but that's okay. As I said, we'll do faith 101. Actually trying to get somewhere with this. We do. We need to, we need to rehear the truths. Restir them. We need to build up, build a generation. Just because faith was taught a generation ago to a previous generation doesn't mean this generation's walking in it. <laughs> need to restir these truths. 
We need, we need a faith generation arising. The church at large re has rejected and pushed away large portions of the faith teaching. Don't do that. It's, it's in the Bible. I'm sure this is Bible we're reading here. Amen? Don't do that. You got an entire chapter here in Hebrews 11. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Now, this is where I'm trying to get. So you've got your faith is of the same quality of Abra as Abraham's. Did Abraham's faith do anything to their bodies? Yeah, Abraham and Sarah's faith caused their bodies, their dead barren bodies, her dead barren womb to change. That's what faith will do. Yeah. You got the same faith like Peter got. Well, let's take this up a level. I mean, that's pretty good. If you've got the faith like Abraham and Peter got, that's pretty, that's pretty good. But it can be taken up another level. Now, Hebrews 11, we won't read it all. Verse 4, just, just watch this with me. Hebrews 11, 4. By faith, Abel. Yeah. Don't, don't read it any further for now. We could study that. When, that's not the purpose of what I'm doing now. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch. Yeah. Verse, verse 7, by faith, Noah. Yeah. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham. Yeah. Verse 11, by faith, Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it continues on with Abraham and Sarah for a while. So verse 17, by faith, Abraham. Verse 20, by faith, Isaac. Verse 21, by faith, Jacob. By faith, verse 22, by faith, Joseph. Verse 23, by faith, Moses. <laughs> These are some good legacy, isn't it? But is this all in there just to tell us what they did with their faith? No, it's not. He's building towards something. But... Uh, uh, verse 30, by faith, the wall in Jericho fell. Verse 32, he, he just gives you a whole list of names. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets, who through faith, in other words, they, all of them we could say, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Is he trying to tell you faith's important? <laughs> did faith have anything to do with how these guys functioned? Most definitely did. Don't neglect faith. Now let's go to verse 39. And all these, all who? Well, I just listed them. I just listed them, yeah. All these. Noah, Abel, Abraham, Moses, Sarah, Jephthah, David, Daniel, Samson, and all the prophets. All these. All these, having obtained a good testimony through faith. Now, don't get thrown by the next phrase. Did not receive the promise. That's talking about a specific promise, yes. the promise of the Messiah, yeah. the seed. Because in the very chapter, it gives example of people. We just read it. By faith, Sarah received. There was receiving in this chapter. So don't get thrown by this. But, 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 but catch what I'm trying to say here. Verse 40. God having provided. Something Better for us. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah is the right word. Woo! People say, oh, that was Abraham. Oh, that was Moses. Oh, oh, this was, that was David. Oh, that was just for them. It was just, no, 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 no. You're missing the point. That, that lying theology, deceptive religious tradition Tells you it's just for them. It's just what they do. Oh, it's only them. Oh, no, 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 no. God having provided something better for us. What? What? Better what? 
It's just been talking about their faith. Well, what, what, what could you have better than Abraham's faith? Keep going. The topic is faith. Now, there's no chapter break to chapter 12. For us, there is, because we've added chapter breaks in. Chapter 12 continues right on in the original text. It's the yeah. same subject. It's not changing subject. He switched from talking about them to us yes. right at the end of Hebrews 11, yeah? Verse 12. Now, we, we, have to, we, we disconnect these chapters. We don't read them together. But read chapter 12 as if you've just finished reading chapter 11. Yeah. Follow them through. Therefore, we also, still talking about us, isn't it? We also, and now remember, we're the ones God's provided something better for. We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, that's all of them again. Abraham. Moses, all of them, yeah? Let us. Do you see that phrase, let us? Who's it talking to now? It's given us a legacy of their faith. Now it's talking about you. Let us. It's our turn now. I like to say it this way. It's our turn now. That's what they did. It's our turn now. But we got something better. People say, people say oh, I want to pray like Daniel prayed. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> Do you really want to pray without the name of Jesus, without being seated in heavenly places, without the help of the Holy Spirit inside of you? No, you don't. We've got something better. Amen? We'll finish. I'm going to bring this into finishing as soon as I can here. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Do you see the us, 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 us? Who's this talking to now? It's shifted of talking about what they did, and it's turning its attention to you. But it's reminding you of their legacy. Their legacy of what? Their legacy of faith. This great cloud of witnesses is the faith example that's been set for us. What they did with their faith. <laughs> Looking unto Jesus. Now we're going to get to the better. Looking unto Jesus. Now, is it still talking about faith? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. God having provided something better for us. Looking unto Jesus. Did, did, did Abraham have Jesus' example to look at? Now, he saw Jesus' day. But he, didn't, he, he, he never saw Jesus curse a fig tree, did he? That word author is interesting. Because we think about author as in the originator. And I know it sounds poetic to write it, the author and finisher of our faith. But there's more to it than the poetry of it. That word author doesn't just mean originator. That word author in the original, let me just get this right. Let me get to this in my notes because I've been preaching away without looking at these. That word author means, I'll give you some of it while I'm trying to find the actual definite, means the first in a series. Yeah. The first in a series of what? What's the topic? I'm going to glue this to me. <laughs> The topic, Hebrews 11, by faith, by faith, by faith. God having provided something better for us. He's the 
he's the first in a, in the series. The, it means pioneer, means leader, means one who led the way as an example. That's what that word means, author. Doesn't just mean he originated it. What is the something better? The something better we've got is, is Jesus showing us what really is possible with faith. Yes. Abraham, Abraham, yeah, they got, they, they got the body produced a seed, produced a child. I got the faith like Abraham, but I've also got the faith like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I got the kind of faith that can do the kind of things that he did because yeah. he said it. He's laid an example. Can my faith do like Jesus said it can do? Yeah. So I've got faith like Abraham. I've got faith like Peter. But I've also got faith like Jesus' faith. He's the first in a series. Pioneer. He led the way as an example. That's what that word means. His, what he showed us how it's done. This is what you can do. And ever since then, the enemy's tried to talk us out of it. And why would God go through all of that trouble of showing us what we can do just to tell us at the end of it, you can't do it? That sounds like a bit of a stupid thing. <laughs> I, don't think God, I don't think God's the one sitting on our shoulder telling us you can't. I don't think God's the one behind all those theology books telling you you can't. About time we start believing the Bible. Begin to, begin to stir yourself up. My faith can do what Jesus said my faith can do. Tell yourself this. I've got the same quality of faith. I have the same caliber of faith. Now, there's a lot more that we could talk about, but I really this I want you to stir yourself up on this. I've got the same quality of faith, and my faith can do the same kind of things. Do you, do you get a hold of that? Do you see what I'm saying there? Believe it's possible. Believe your faith can do this. Let's reject the lies. Let's reject all this lying stuff that's been saturated in the body of Christ. Let's begin to believe I've got the kind of faith that can cause things to become. Cause things to change as I grab a hold of the power of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just close in prayer. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for what we've seen in your word today, Father God. Thank you, Father God, that we, we, we've got the kind of faith that can do these kind of things. We've got to grab a hold of it. We've got to, we've, we've got to begin to begin to hold of and, and, and uh, begin, to begin, begin to step into. We can step into what you have for us, Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, some, you know sometimes, just as I was praying, you know, sometimes people, people, feel like God's withholding from them. People feel like, now God is not a withholder. Okay? God's not a withholder. But he is a good father. Yes. There's a difference. Oh, God is not a withholder, but he's not, sorry, but he is a good, I don't know, good He's not a withholder, but he is a good father. Yeah. Now, as a father, when your child is growing up, if you always do it all for them, are you helping them? At some point, you've got to get them to walk on their own legs rather than you carry them. 
Now, to the child, it might feel like daddy and mommy are being really mean to me because they're making me walk on my feet instead of them carrying me across to, to where I want to go. Yeah? yeah? Now, it might make it feel like mommy and daddy are withholding from me because yeah. they are not carrying me there. Now, some people, they're waiting for God to carry them all the way. And when God doesn't do that, they think he's withholding. And they think he's telling them no. No, he's telling you, learn how to walk that journey. You take your faith and learn how to get that healing. Do you see the difference? You, you let, use your faith. Take the faith he's given you and start learning how to get a hold of things. Sometimes he's not saying no, but just... Not just pouring the healing on you for you and just doing the whole thing for you. Sometimes as a good father, he's stepping, taking a step back. He's not withholding. And he's saying, now you, you get it. Yeah. You get that healing because I gave you the faith to get it. You see the difference? Now, some people conclude that God is withholding because he's not just doing it all for them. I remember, I really hope you've got a hold of what I've just said. This is this 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 is something. He's not a withholder, but he's all, but he is a good father. He's teaching us. So sometimes it feels like he's withholding because he's making you walk, rather than just doing the. He's saying grow up. Okay, I remember, I remember when um, when I was learning to drive. First time I got in the car. First time ever behind the wheel. Did my first driving lesson. And I thought to myself, that was not that difficult. I don't know what all this stalling stuff is. Everyone stalls. That was really easy. I didn't stall once. I didn't grind the gears. That was easy. <laughs> so I got out of that car and I thought, that's the easiest thing I've ever done. Stall the car once. How easy was that? So I thought, I'll pass my test in no time. It's going to be easy. Got in my second lesson, and I kept stalling the car. I thought, what's all done a second here? What's going on? And the penny dropped. My instructor had a dual set of controls on his side. He'd been doing it all for me on the first lesson. <laughs> and he backed off a little bit on the second lesson to make me do it. Now, he wasn't being a mean instructor. I could have stormed out, you mean instructor. You have... Awful withholding instructor. In fact, you should come into my driving lesson and do my pedals for me. Sorry, my driving test. I can't have him sitting next to me doing it all for me every time I drive a car journey. He's got other people to go and drive, to teach. He's trying to teach me how to. And this is what a lot of Christians are struggling with. They just want God to do all the pedals for them. And then when God says, I'm doing the pedals this time, you start to walk in my word. Then they get a tantrum on their hand. Like, anyone ever had those as a parent when you're trying to make your child to do something? This is where we're at in Christianity. (laughs) God's saying, it's time for you to start walking in my word and using your faith to walk in some things. And as you take your faith and you apply the word and you begin to take the basics one-on-one of faith that we've just talked about and speak out and say what God, as God said, and you become, like I said, amen? 
then you will become. Amen. I just had that on my heart as we were praying. Because this is why it feels like sometimes God is saying no. He's not saying no. He's saying you walk this distance now. Because I've given you the tools to do it. I hope that really the, the penny drops. So you take the word. You speak the word. You apply the word. And you'll walk in those things. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I think that's, that will stop there. And we give God the glory and the honor and the praise. Amen. Bless you all. Does anyone have anything they want to add or say?